Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Streaming live inside the FTJ Studios. The From the Jump Studios. Man, it's your host, Addison. Welcome to a brand new episode of From the Jump, episode 85. This podcast is like, they just keep coming. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just every day, it's just more and more content to talk about. And of course, you know, as soon as they, they come out, we got to talk about it. And of course, starting off today's show, I'd be wrong if I didn't shout out my engineer, Eric. I always on the ones and twos. I always hooking up the podcast. He is the one that comes up with the titles. He's the ones that comes up with the, you know, when you read inside the description box and it has, you know, the FTJ. Like, he's the one that does all that. He's the one that uploads it um, to the internet. So, shouts out to Eric for definitely handling all the, the background work. Because, of course, you know, I mean, I'm the, the host, right? My job is just to talk about the topics. My job is to, you know, explain what's going on in the sports world. This podcast is like, they just keep coming. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just every day, it's just more and more content to talk about. And, of course, you know, as soon as they, they, they come out, we got to talk about it. And of course, starting off today's show, I'd be wrong if I didn't shout out my engineer, Eric. I always on the ones and twos. I always hooking up the podcast. He is the one that comes up with the titles. He's the ones that comes up with the, you know, when you read inside the description box and it has, you know, the FTJ. Like, he's the one that does all that. He's the one that uploads it um, to the internet. So, shouts out to Eric for definitely handling all the, the background work. Because, of course, you know, I mean, I'm the, the host, right? My job is just to talk about the topics. My job is to, you know, explain what's going on in the sports world. But of course, starting off the news show today, Jay-Z and the NFL will be doing a partnership. Now, of course, Rock Nation, the entertainment company, which was founded by Jay-Z, will now be entering a multi-year partnership with the NFL to enhance the NFL live game experiences and also amplify the league's social justice efforts. Now, as a part of the agreement, Rock Nation will advise on the selection of artists for major NFL performances such as Super Bowl. A major component of the partnership will be to nurture and strengthen the community through football and music through the NFL Inspired Change Initiative. Now, of course, the NFL formally launched this Inspired Change Initiative in early 2019, come a little more than two years ago after the Colin Kaepernick situation transpired. And of course, it was basically the NFL's way of connecting the, the, the community you know, with the NFL players. And, and as a result, there there have been, you know, some positives. But I think, you know, with this partnership with Jay-Z, I think can take it to the next level. Now, of course, Jay-Z had a lot to say in a recent interview with Roger Goodell. Y'all take a listen. Okay. I think we passed kneeling. Yeah, I think it's time to go into actionable items. I think everyone knows what the issue is. And we're done with that. We, 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 everyone knows what the we, you know what the issue is you know why we were kneeling okay do you know the issue yeah do you know the issue yes we all know the issue now okay next where we moving on next and I'm not again so to be clear for the room I'm not minimizing that part of it because that has to happen that's a necessary part of the process but now we all know what's going on what are we going to do how are we going to stop? Because the kneeling was not about a job. It was about injustice. Let me bring attention to injustice. Everyone's saying, how are you going forward and Cap doesn't have a job? This wasn't about him having a job. Right? That became part of it. That became part of the discussion. He was kneeling um, to bring attention to injustice. And to go to Jay's point, uh, we listened to our players. We understood what our players were saying. And we created a platform which to help drive change in communities that Colin has raised and that other players have raised. And this partnership, in addition to the entertainment aspect and bringing football and music together, is going to help us make even greater change. Now, of course, that I think that was important because, of course, what 
the media and, of course, through social media nowadays, a lot of things can get twisted and contorted. But I think what he said about Colin Kaepernick was appropriate. I think what he said was true. Colin Kaepernick took the first step, right? Like he took the knee basically to identify that there is a problem going on during a, a moment that people hold reverence to. And that is before sporting a game known as the national anthem. And in this situation, by Colin Kaepernick taking a knee, ultimately he, you know, did indeed lose his job. Now, I want to address the Colin Kaepernick first before I get into Jay-Z and, of course, the NFL's partnership. Because, again, I think this is actually a joyous occasion, if you ask me. But just dealing with Kaepernick first, I think the reason why Kaepernick, one, is not in the NFL right now is simply because of the fact that, I, you know, as much, as much workout videos as you can post, at the end of the day, the NFL is a what-can-you-do-for-me-right-now type of game. It isn't what can you do for me three or four years from now. It isn't what can you do for me, you know, what can you do for me Sunday? What can you do for me Thursday night? What can you do for me Monday night? What can you do for me on Saturday when the NFL is playing on Saturday? What can you do for me then? And the reason why Colin Kaepernick isn't in the league now is not because of the fact that he can't play or I feel like the owners are just really blackballing him, but I really think it's because of the fact that at this point, is Colin Kaepernick still an effective quarterback? Can Colin Kaepernick still throw the football? Is Colin Kaepernick still that dual threat guy that we saw in San Francisco a time ago? Now, should he be on the roster? Yes. There's no doubt in my mind that there are a lot of backups out there that he's better than. Absolutely. And probably a lot of starters, too. But in this case in point right now, the simple fact remains that the NFL, like I said, is a what can you do for me now? And then on top of that, you add, you know, the injustice part and, and you, you know, you kind of want to be an activist. So, you know, you add that on top of that. You have a lot of these owners and GMs who don't want to deal with the Kaepernick drama, who don't want to deal with the Kaepernick story, who don't want to be the team that takes the chance on Colin Kaepernick. We've seen the Baltimore Ravens try it. We've seen the Seattle Seahawks try it. And both of them kind of made it more media than they really did about football. So in this situation with Colin Kaepernick, this is a separate situation. Colin Kaepernick is not represented by Jay-Z. Jay-Z is not represented by Colin Kaepernick. Again, they do two different things. Jay-Z, you know, why he does the Rock Nation sports, you know, his main facility is Rock Nation, which is music. And as I said, albeit Colin Kaepernick's a football player. So by Colin Kaepernick wanting to get back in the league, shouldn't be vicariously through Jay-Z. It should be because of the fact that Colin Kaepernick wants to be in the league. And again, Roger Goodell ultimately doesn't have any power over an owner giving Colin Kaepernick a job. I mean, again, this is a business. But just getting to Jay-Z... And, and, and Roger Goodell and, and why I think this, this, this partnership actually is perfect is because of the fact that at this point, the NFL needs it, right? The NFL has been hurting for the past three years. Ever since that Colin Kaepernick situation happened when he took that knee and people tried to spin it a lot of different ways about the military, it kind of made the NFL's watchability go down. A lot of people haven't been watching the NFL. A lot of people are turning their eyes to the NFL. Not only that, health, safety of the game, right? A lot of people are turning their eyes from the NFL, and most importantly, basketball and NBA free agency have really dominated sports ever since, you know, for the past four or five years now. You know, really ever since LeBron went from Miami, you know, back to Cleveland and then from Cleveland to the NBA has really dominated sports talk. So in this case in point right now by the NFL partnering with Jay-Z, I think it, it, it could bolster the NFL's watchability. Because of the fact that they said that they'll have rights to the Super Bowl and they'll get to pick Super Bowl performers, I think it's huge. Because, look, that Super Bowl during the NFL Super Bowl, we all know that's the time when you get up, you use the bathroom, you get some more to drink, get some more to eat. That's typically the time when you move around. Now, there have been a couple years 
in which the Super Bowl has been lit. But let's just take it back a little bit, shall we? Right, and I'm going to list all the performers basically from 2000. Um, well, I'm sorry, I'll go from 2010 because I don't want to take it that, that far back because, again, we might not have, you know, people in here that were, you know, alive in the 2000s. But just being from 2010, in 2010, The Who performed. In 2011, Black Eyed Peas, Usher performed. In 2012, Madonna, Nicki Minaj, CeeLo Green, Andy Lewis performed. In 2013, of course, we all know that was the infamous Beyonce Destiny Child performance in Louisiana, in which that was actually the Super Bowl that, of course, remember that it was it was so long and it was so powerful that the lights shut off. And I remember they had to like pause the game for like 30 minutes and like the players warming up in the dark. That was actually a memorable Super Bowl. The last time we actually saw Colin Kaepernick on the national stage. Um, of course, in 2014, Bruno Mars and the Red Hot Chili Pepper performed. 2015, Katy Perry, Lenny Kravitz, Missy Elliott. 2016 was Coldplay. You know, Beyonce did her. I think was it the, that was when she did the Black Panther thing, I believe. That was in 2016. Of course, Bruno Mars performed as well. Um, 2017 was Lady Gaga. And then, of course, 2018, Justin Timberlake, which actually was a good one. I, I, I liked that one, of course. Um, and then, of course, last year being Maroon 5, Travis Scott, Big Boy, it was in Atlanta. So for the past nine years, could you say, you know, everybody that I named, did you enjoy the Super Bowl halftime? The Super Bowl in itself isn't about the football game. It's about the commercials and it's about the halftime. And for the past year or two, the commercials have been eh, and halftime was eh. Last year, they fooled everybody with Travis Scott, and then he didn't even get to perform sicko mode. He performed like one line, jumped up and down, and then that was it. Then they showed Big Boy, and that was it. But the demographic of people that are tuning in to watch the Super Bowl halftime show are tuning in because they want to see Travis Scott, are tuning in because they want to see Justin Timberlake. They want to see the hottest artist performing at the Super Bowl. That doesn't mean that Jay-Z is going to allow any and everybody to perform at the Super Bowl because, again, of course, the NFL had to approve that kind of deal. But I think at this point right now, albeit creativity-wise, I think the NFL is going to take a big spin. In regards to the, the, the NFL's initiative for change, I think this is also a good thing too as well because I think it pushes the conversation forward. And a lot of people are going to be uncomfortable. Again, the NFL, while it is predominantly a, a black-driven um, sport, have white owners. And a lot of those white owners, you know, have different feelings, have different emotions. So again, I want to see how that partnership works. But ultimately, I think, like I said, with that initiative change, I think it's good for the community. Because I think at this point right now with the NFL, <clears throat> it ultimately wants kids to grow up and it ultimately wants kids to become football players. And I think, like I said, with this initiative, I guess, of change, which they said will help Areas such as education, economic advancement, police and community relations, and also criminal justice reform. By Rock Nation and, and the NFL partnering together, I think this is huge. Again, in the social media era, everything's going to get blown out of proportion. But I believe this partnership, looking back on it, because I think everything that Jay-Z has done with Matt has been titled. It started off groundbreaking. Everybody was like, oh, he, can't, oh, he can't go against Apple Music. He can't go against Spotify. And what has he done? He's made one of the biggest music platforms that there is. <laughs> he, we, he, you can't do it to sports agency. He has signed all the biggest athletes. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Saquon Barkley, Todd Gurley. Just to name a few. Basketball players. WNBA, like he's all the top ones. Prove it in that area. Musically, the Grammys speak for itself. Albums speak for itself. Married to Beyonce. So again, by the NFL doing business with Jay-Z, one, it is business. But two, they ultimately know that we are going to be able to cross over and be able to get 
a certain demographic that maybe we weren't able to get before. And I believe that Jay-Z ultimately having, you know, the creative content control or, or the, the Super Bowl or the music strategist or whatever position that he has with the NFL will do some good. So, again, man, shout out to Jay-Z, man, because like I said, this is huge. Definitely huge for the community. Definitely huge for the culture. Shout out to Jay-Z on this one. But switching gears from Jay-Z and Rock Nation and over to the NCAA, another organization. I heard somebody on the radio say today that Jay-Z should take his focus off the NFL and help the kids in the NCAA. Again, the NFL and NCAA, two different organizations. Again, the NCAA is a non-for-profit, NFL is a business, and ultimately, at the end of the day, billionaire owners, money knows money. But in this case in point, the NCAA, of course, it was announced, what was it, last week, a week before, that it was going to change its rule and that it was going to require all of its agents that wanted to represent NCAA kids that they needed to have a bachelor's degree. Of course, they have had to have taken an NCAA test at the NCAA headquarters. And of course, they have to be an MBPA certified agent for at least three years. Well, that, I guess, rule is no more. Now that the NCAA announced on Monday, and I guess more clarification to the, the Rich Paul rule, will eliminate the prerequisite to have a bachelor's degree in order to be in good standing with the NCAA should a player choose an agent to represent him before he ultimately decides to return to college. So again, I want to repeat this rule because again, a lot of people on the surface level when hearing this rule immediately ran to Rich Paul, immediately ran to LeBron James. And again, could it have been applied? Yes. And I I was one of the ones on this podcast that talked about, yes, the NCAA is wrong. But I also agree that if you are going to be an NCAA athlete and you are going to have an agent upon returning back to school, you know, you have to follow the guidelines. Now, here was the statement that was provided from the NCAA. And of course, the new rule is now in effect. It says that we are committed to providing student. We are committed to providing student athletes who are deciding whether to stay in the school or explore NBA draft options with the access to a wide array of resources to make their decision. The NCAA said in a statement. Now, of course, NCAA member schools developed the new agent certification process to accomplish that goal and reflect our higher education mission. However, we may have made several current agents who have appropriately represented former student athletes in their professional quest and also whom the National Basketball Players Association have granted waivers of its bachelor's degree requirement. While specific individuals were not considered when developing our process, we respect the MBBA's determination of qualification and have amended our certification criteria. I want to get again. I want to read that last line one more time. While specific individuals were not considered when developing, a.k.a. Rich Paul, a.k.a. LeBron and anybody else without a bachelor's degree. Well, in this case, just Rich Paul. We have respected the NBPA's determination of qualification and have amended our certification criteria. Now, of course, we all know that last line was about Rich Paul, but just in general. But I think ultimately the NCAA amending this rule, I think, helps the NCAA because I think what it does is it can allow ultimately for Rich Paul if he wants to decide to represent a child who entered his name in an NBA draft and didn't get drafted and wants to come back to school. It allows that partnership to happen again by the fact that the NCAA changed his rule, which the NCAA doesn't. Like we we waiting for them to change the rule about players, you know, getting paid somehow, some way they keep turning a blind eye to that. Somehow the coaches always make more money. The booster club, everybody else is making money around the kids except the people on the field. But again, that's another podcast for another day. But as it stands right now, I think this is the best way for us to slowly but surely creep our way into the players being paid, slowly but surely creep our way into the players, you know, being able to make money off their likeness. 
And I think the first step is allowing basketball players to have agents once they return back to school. This isn't a freshman coming into the NCAA signing with Rich Paul and Clutch Sports. But keeping with the NFL, Antonio Brown apparently is back in the news again. Now, Jeremy Fowler from ESPN is reporting that Antonio Brown, the wide receiver for the Oakland Raiders, is facing a current civil lawsuit that apparently he didn't pay his chef $40,000 during the Pro Bowl in 2018. Now, the chef name is Stefiano Tedeschi, who goes by the name of the sports chef. He, I guess he filed a, a lawsuit in Osceola, Florida back in July 30th, claiming that Antonio Brown didn't pay the $38,000. Um, that was left on his bill. Now, they said that Antonio Brown rented a mansion in Orlando, which the Pro Bowl was in Orlando last year, um, and they cooked for over 50 you know, Pro Bowl teammates and many other party guests. Now, they said that Antonio Brown, <laughs> I guess, terminated his contract and didn't allow Tadishi, a.k.a. the sports chef, to receive his equipment and food from the premises, <laughs> the lawsuit states. <laughs> it also goes on to say that Antonio Brown's associate told Tadishi not to make eye contact with Antonio Brown on his way out the door. Now, it goes on to say that Tadishi never got officially paid, um, and this is the reason why he is ultimately bringing his lawsuit forward. Now, he says, I've cooked for countless NFL superstars, Larry Fitzgerald, Drew Brees, Jameis Winston, and he says that never in his life has he ever had a problem until now. He says, my food is so good, and my mannerisms and someone home is second to none. That's saying something right there. Now, in this case in point with the chef and Antonio Brown, I think this is more or less, again, a personal matter. I think... You know, the, the, the Daniel Brown's attorney, Darren Heitner, I believe, says that he expects the court uh, to he expects to be filing a motion to dismiss the complaint. Um, and he says he'll ultimately let the, the filing speak for itself. And again, this is just another story that has come about about Antonio Brown. As we all know, this offseason, he was traded from Pittsburgh to the Oakland Raiders. Um, and of course, during the training camp, you know, Antonio Brown has been in the headlines. Of course, he's been sidelined with the foot injury, but, you know, recently filed an NFL grievance against the NFL over his helmet and threatened to retire. Now, of course, Antonio Brown did return back to practice with the Oakland Raiders. And here are a couple of sound clips. A lot better, you know, working towards 100%. In the process with defeat, anytime you know you got a lot of blisters, and you know it's hard to change direction, cut and run, and be able to do what I do naturally. But I'm gonna start from the good foot. I've been away getting a lot of work, so I'm excited to uh, just move forward. And I think hearing Antonio Brown speak at this point was important. For the past two weeks, we have been speculating on what's wrong with Antonio Brown. Was he smart, unsmart to get into cryotherapy without shoes on? Should he just play football with the helmet that the NFL gives? You know, Antonio Brown has kind of been in the news <laughs> for the past week. And in this case, in point right now, this is just another story. But again, this is a personal matter, so I won't really dig too much into it. But like I said, I, I believe that it was important for Antonio Brown to be back out with the Oakland Raiders. Again, this whole offseason, you know, even hard knocks to a degree has been about Antonio Brown. John Gruden and Derek Carr. And at this point, those are the three faces, you know, of the Oakland Raiders. So in this case in point right now, this relationship has to work. On today's edition of the wrap up, the NFL PA is issuing a work stoppage guide for its players. Now, of course, the collective bargaining agreement, which doesn't end until March 2021, the NFL PA has already issued, you know, some helpful tips for its players in case of an advancement of a potential lockout or a strike. Now, the specific suggestions include save at least half of your paycheck, if not more. Um, it says try cooking at home instead of eating out. Designate one day a week as no spending. Um, take care of uh, you know your home repairs. 
Uh, it also goes on to say, consider selling cars that you have not driven in the past six months. Avoid signing any long-term leases or any on rental property that you rarely use. Uh, learn to say no to friends and family asking for money. And it also says, consider selling your clothes on Poshmark, ThreadUp, or Trazy if you have not worn them in over a year. Now, again, whether or not the league is, you know, in, in cahoots, you know, with the NFLPA right now, again, is, is, is they're far off. Again, in those contract talks, you know, and that CBA can't really begin until March 2021. But I think the NFLPA right now issuing this to its players, I think is important. And I think that the players should take a season before the, 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 the CBA expires and should be making provisions for this. Because I think at this point right now, the players can ultimately take a stand by you not playing, by you striking, by the players sitting out. You know, we'll ultimately get that CBA done a lot quicker, but we'll ultimately allow the owners to meet the players on the terms in which they need to be met on. And again, in this situation, you know, We've seen players in the past talk about player contracts and, of course, player safety. And we also talk about how the NFL schedule is too long. And we also talk about the preseason. So with this upcoming CBA in 2021, this is the player's chance to really take a stand. And I think by the NFLPA, you know, issuing these work stoppage, you know, kind of guides and tips to its players at this point early on in the game is important. And as I said, I don't want to be clear. The CBA does not expire until March of 2021. So, again, the players still have all of this season and basically all of next season, if you will. But by the NFLPA issuing this out early, I think it's helping its players and I think it's preparing and also sending a message to the NFL saying, one, we're ready for war. And two, ultimately, if in fact it means that we don't have to play, if in fact that means that we'll be sitting out until we get the CBA or until our terms and conditions are met, then so be it. But it's your host, Addison, man. We are streaming on all platforms, Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. We're trying to get this episode on YouTube. You know, like I said, YouTube be kind of giving us grease with uploading podcasts, also on SoundCloud as well. So y'all definitely tap in, man. More episodes on the way. But it's your host, Addison. Episode 85 of From the Jump. We out.